when we're talking about the kind of systems change that we're trying to affect as the B Corporation movement, you know, we're trying to, you know, reinvent the economy so that it works for everyone. Hello and welcome to the Do One Better podcast. I am your host, Alberto Ligi from London. And as a regular listeners know, the purpose of the podcast is to inspire you to be more philanthropic, to act more sustainably and to embrace social entrepreneurship. And please, please do subscribe to the podcast. It makes a huge difference. Today, we are focusing on that social entrepreneurship piece. And actually, we have two guests. We're going to be talking about social entrepreneurship, but also B Corp, the B Corp movement and what exactly is it. So our two guests come from two sides of the equation. First, we have Peter Dietz, who is the, uh, he's a social entrepreneur. He's the co-founder of Grantbook in Canada. Uh, that's a, a for-profit enterprise that is already B Corp certified. And he's also the founder of Unrapid, that is actually in the process right now of being B Corp certified. So that's Peter Dietz. And also on the call, we have Chris Turner. Chris is the executive director of B-Lab UK. Now, B-Lab is the nonprofit organization behind B Corp. Uh, Chris joins us from London. I'm in London. Peter's in Toronto. A heartfelt welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Great to be on the show. Excellent. I guess maybe we start with um, what on earth is B Corp? Many people may have heard of it a little bit, but not be particularly familiar with it. I guess that's a question for me. Go for it, Chris. Um, so the B Corp movement um, is a global movement of businesses um, which are all acting as a force for good. So these businesses all believe that um, business has a really positive role to play, um, both in terms of growing and creating um, wealth and value, but also in terms of the impact that it can have on people um, and on the environment. So mm -hmm. B Corp movement consists now of um, over 3,000 businesses um, and, of course, consists of all of the people that work for those businesses and the people that buy from those businesses and invest in those businesses. And that's, um, that's across the globe? That's across the globe. Yeah, exactly. So over 3,000 3, around, around the world. Um, there's 250 B Corps now in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the movement's been growing for over 10 years now. It started in the U.S., been in the UK since 2015. And the, the really at the heart of the movement is the certification um, which we award to, to B Corps, such as Peter's. Mm -hmm. um, and certification really is awarded on the basis of two really significant commitments that every, each and every B Corp makes. And the first of those commitments is um, to score highly on our, our B Impact Assessment. So every B Corp around the world has scored over 80 points, 80 points or more on the B Impact Assessment. Mm -hmm. And that means that, that they've kind of taken a really holistic look, a really deep and comprehensive look at the operations of their business across five key areas. So that's governance, that's workers, environment, community and customers. Mm -hmm. And they answered uh, literally hundreds of questions across those five areas. Um, and as they answer those questions, they accumulate points for the sort of positive impact that they're having on, on people and planet. Um, and when they reach the 80 point threshold, they then become eligible. Um, and whenever they've, they've answered sort of, you know, to the, to the best of their ability, then they submit that assessment and we verify it and we give them a verified score. So that's the first bit of, bit of commitment, which is obviously a, you know, a really significant and meaningful um, piece of work for every business. 
But the second commitment is more of a um, is more of a, a sort of um, uh, symbolic and um, kind of uh, meaningful commitment in terms of the governance of a business. And I'd be really interested to hear Peter's perspective on this, mm-hmm. having made it as a as a leader of a business. Um, and this it differs depending on the jurisdiction in which the B Corp sits. But mm-hmm. in the UK, um, we call it the legal change. And in the UK, it means the B Corp amends its articles of, of association as a business. So it changes the, the duties of the directors of a business to essentially give equal weight to people, planet and profit. And really puts that triple bottom line principle at the very heart of the governance of a business. Mm-hmm. So it's much less it's much less work than the assessment, but it's a it's it's really symbolic and and makes a really meaningful commitment in terms of the kind of long term direction and orientation of a business and its role and place in society. Fascinating. And is it very onerous a process to get B Corp certified? What I hear consistently from businesses both embarking on the certification and um, those who have been through it is that yeah, it is onerous. You know, it is quite a, um, a challenge, um, both not, not just to reach the score, but also to do all the work that you need in order to realize whether you're reaching the score. But of course, it's that, you know, it's the nature of that work that makes it so valuable. So mm-hmm. the process itself delivers a huge amount of value. Um, I also hear that, you know, it's, it, it is easier, you know, for smaller businesses because they obviously have all the information at their fingertips and there isn't sort of multiple offices and departments to right. uh, kind of source information from. So there's that component to it, too, where, you know, it, it's harder for a bigger business because they've got more significant kind of changes to make, perhaps, mm-hmm. and, and, and sort of, you know, it, it's, a, it's a bigger change to the business. And certif- yeah. certification is for three years? It lasts for three years, exactly. Yeah. So you, once the once it's awarded, it lasts for three years, and we recertify businesses at that point. Got it. And Peter, so you're a, you're a social entrepreneur. You've uh, mm-hmm. already gone through uh, the the various hoops, I guess. Jumped through the various hoops in terms of getting one firm certified, B Corp certified. That's Grant Book. And now you're doing the same for for Unwrapped, your 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 other venture. But shed a little bit of light on. Um, on what that entails for you and and how are you finding it? Sure, absolutely. I would <clears throat> definitely echo everything Chris said in terms of the process of becoming a B Corp being onerous and hugely valuable. Mm-hmm. There are a few things you can do that are hugely valuable that aren't valuable that aren't also onerous. So um, the process of becoming a B Corp, especially for a new business, um, is is going to contribute significantly to the organization development, um, to the organization's development. So you need to have policies in place that you may not have realized. You need to have thought through your impact model and how you're going to report on that. You're going to have to thought through your a, a lot of employee positions and policies and how you involve yourself in community. Um, and as a startup or a company that's just beginning, all of those things I've just listed often are backburnered when you're just working on your core business model and establishing your value proposition to customers. Uh, so the process itself becomes um, really important in a rounding out the sort of underlying structures and foundations of that company, which if you do that correctly and the B Corp assessment encourages you and kind of guides you towards that, um, you're, you're kind of better positioned to grow and scale. And why did you um, why did you want to get your firms certified? What first of all, how did you even find out about B Corp? 
and uh, and what made you decide to take that uh, jump and um, and get them certified? Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy to uh, give that um, story. So Grantbook started out as yeah, as you said a for profit consultancy focused on helping grant makers elevate their grant making through technology. Mm-hmm. We were already embedded in the nonprofit sector, specifically the philanthropy sector, um, and so. F- becoming a B Corp was a way of demonstrating the fact that we were in this work for the impact we could have and not just for, you know, the potential earnings or profit in, in being a consultant. So it allows us and allowed us to distinguish ourselves and really um, imprint our social purpose in a way that our clients could understand mm-hmm. as, you know, as nonprofits. Um, that you know, at a str- strategic level, is why we would, um, we, why we pursued it initially. We were also incentivized in the short term by some of the perks and discounts that came with be, being a B Corp at that time. Okay. So we we were you know we were on Salesforce, we were bootstrapping, we you know didn't have tremendous cash flow, and um, when the B Lab team here in Canada said, oh, you get twenty percent off your Salesforce licenses uh, for your team to manage their pipeline and CRM, that like was already made sense. Extremely exciting. It was like, oh my goodness. So I'm going to save you know this amount per year, especially as the organization is growing per person. Um, of course, I'll do this. So it's just interesting looking back. There have been so many other benefits for Grantbook in having become and remained a B Corp. Um, but it's funny that one of the triggers was something as you know tactical as a 20% discount on our Salesforce licenses at that time. Mm. And in terms of finding out about B Corp, did somebody, was it through word of mouth? Did you just read an article about B Corp? Said, oh, that sounds interesting. How did, you, how did it come onto your radar? I was already involved in nonprofit, in the nonprofit world, nonprofit tech, social finance, social entrepreneurship. So I, you know, from the very beginning of B Corp, I was aware of B Labs and, and the movement. I was aware of mm-hmm. of that path. Right. Um, right. So yeah, there was no like discovery or bumping into it. I think Grantbook was in the first one thousand uh, B Corps. I don't know our exact number, but it was you know twenty. 13 that we certified or started the process. So, you know, we're, we're still very early in the movement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Chris, you mentioned in the UK, there's what, about 250 B Corps? That's right. Yeah, we've just hit 250 in the UK. Yeah, which has been a, um, uh, a big acceleration this year, actually, mm-hmm. which is a, really exciting, a reflection of, um, you know, the, the momentum generally that the movement's experiencing around the world. Um, but I think also in the UK, we've got some sort of, you know, fairly specific context where there's lots of debates going on about, um, you know, the role business plays and um, how I think we all um, feel as if we're in a position to demand more from business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and lots of people are kind of drawing the lines between um, the challenges that we face in in society, um, whether it's with um, the um, climate emergency or whether it's with um, the sort of inequality crisis and sort of thinking about, okay, what role is business playing here? And that's something that even over, even just over the the 12 12 months of this year, we've seen that kind of dialogue really kind of explode into the sort of the public consciousness. And I think the the interest we're seeing in, in B Corp certification here is really reflective of that, not just in the number of businesses that we're speaking to, but the 
the size as well. You know, we're speaking to lots of big multinationals listed companies who are all sort of asking the asking the right questions about, okay, how do we um, how do we not just um, say that we're you know, we believe in business as a force for good, but how do we really mean it and how do we actually put that into action? Mm-hmm. And do you find your roster of co- companies, uh, of member companies or certified companies, do you find that the profile is evolving from maybe smaller, more entrepreneurial ventures to some of the larger ones that you're talking about now? I mean, I think it's it, it's definitely evolving in terms of who we're talking to, um, because you know the the conversations with those big businesses are obviously um, you know they're they're at the beginning of a you know a path which is going to take some time. You know, sort of going back to what I was saying about how hard it is to you know to to get certified or even to complete that assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're spending a lot of our time at eLab, you know, speaking to those bigger businesses and, and getting them on the path. Um, but but actually, you know, we continue to certify businesses of all sizes um, and, and in fact, across all sort of sectors as well, because I think one of the really strong things about the B Corp community is that it, you know, it represents the economy broadly, you know, as a whole. Um, and we don't want to just be a community or, and a movement of, you know, sort of big brands or, or big businesses. We want to be a, a community and a movement that is modeling a new way of doing business, a new economy. And in order to do that, we need to have, you know, we need to have entrepreneurs in there and we need to have social enterprises in there, you know, alongside, you know, big multinational listed businesses. So we need to, you know, we need to keep um, focused on being uh, representative. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, as an organization, we're spending a lot of time talking to big organizations because they're, (laughs) they're longer conversations. And in terms of B Corp certification, that can, that, that is available to a company anywhere on the planet you don't need to be in the uk or the us or canada you can be anywhere you can be anywhere you can be in any sector you can be any size um you just need to be a for-profit business mm-hmm. and peter how um tell us a little bit about your uh, your experience in actually getting uh grant book certified uh, how much hair did you lose in the process? How stressed were you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's for me, it's hard to separate out the, those first years of grant book and the process, right? Like each each you know turtle we had to cover to um, become certified was a core foundational piece in setting up the company, mm-hmm. um, which itself you know is stressful and and but also exhilarating. Um, we had help, and I would encourage you know anyone listening to this and and considering going through the process to to find a consultant or freelancer who can just kind of quarterback and steward the process. Mm-hmm. Um, because you know it, as if you're if you're the only other person on your team or it's a small team, um, you you probably won't have the bandwidth to be the the PM you know leading it throughout. So the the process for us, we had a consultant who was in um, had just completed, I think, an MBA uh, within a kind of social entrepreneurship stream, mm-hmm. um, and so she kind of tracked what what we were missing, what we needed to develop. I think, if I remember correctly, our handbook, employee handbook, was an important piece that was missing, a code of ethics, and so we, she sort of helped draft that um, and get all the other pieces in place. The biggest change since Grantbook originally um, uh, became accredited as a B Corp and today is that today 
the application portal and platform is just far more sophisticated. It really functions as a kind of curriculum and guide. Mm -hmm. There are examples of the policies you need written up. There are examples of language to describe you know, your impact model. There's case studies. And so just spending time in the application portal is itself kind of like a course in, in how to be a social purpose business. And, and that wasn't the case at that in 2013, 2014. Right. So it's really to the credit of B-Lab that they've invested in building such a beautiful interface for applying and, and managing your B Corp assessment. I'll add to that, at Grantbook, the business we're in is helping foundations and grant makers set up their own application portals. Um, and you know the the hoops that grant applicants and grantees have to jump through to apply for and and report on their grants, mm-hmm. and you know, despite our best efforts in 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 you know leveraging the best technology to do that, I don't think we have had an opportunity to work on a portal that was as valuable um, to the applicant as what B Lab presents to its you know potential prospective B B corporations. And so now with um, with Unwrap It, your current venture that you're in the process of getting certified, is mm-hmm. um, it's an easier ride, I guess, from based on your previous experience? For that reason, yeah. A, I have the um, experience with Grantbook. We're now, you know, we went from you know one full-time employee to uh, we're now approaching 20 full-time employees. So I just have more business experience. Um, the challenge with Unwrap it is, is though at the same time not too dissimilar to those early days of Grantbook. It is just myself full time, mm-hmm. and filling out the assessment, moving all those pieces forward is something that is hard to prioritize and make time for. It's one of my 2020 priorities. Objectives, right? Uh, now, one difference is out of the gate because I knew Unwrap it would. Um, become a B Corp, I made those changes to the bylaws and the Articles of Incorporation that Chris described at the outset. Got it. Uh, so really already cementing in the fact that Unwrapit's shareholders may, were make, and directors were making a commitment to take into account the interest of all stakeholders, not just shareholders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, Chris, tell me a little bit about um, the appeal of B Corp uh, entities to possibly those uh, finance professionals who are looking at either impact investing or ESG integrated investing? or Is that something that's on your mind? Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, I think the, um, you know, the, 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 this is one of the, you know, and Peter spoke, has spoken really well about some of the kind of um, uh, benefits of being a B Corp. And I think, you know, we, we always want to sort of say, you know, you the the first and foremost the reason to become a b corp is because you know you believe in you know the purpose of your business being one to benefit you know benefit people and benefit the planet but of course um being a b corp also comes with a whole host of benefits um you know whether it's sort of those kind of internal kind of you know attracting great people and retaining mm-hmm. them um but and and even just you you know as we've said you know as we've spoken about in some detail you know using the tool and the platform um, as a um, as a way of improving your impact, but then there are a whole host of external benefits as well. And I think yes, absolutely, one of these is um, attracting investment. And and so um, yes, we've heard many times that um, you know B Corp certification is a is a way that investors are starting to use to find those businesses. 
um, that can, you know, tick a lot of boxes from, mm -hmm. um, from that perspective. Um, but I think, you know, it's also, you know, I'd be remiss not to kind of point out that um, I think there's a lot more opportunity here. Um, because I think the, you know, the conversations that we had are sort of, you know, those investors who have kind of alighted on the certification as a really useful kind of shortcut to find these businesses. Um, mm -hmm. But actually, you know, there's, there's, there's some great opportunities that we really need to explore when it comes to empowering B Corps to speak about their, their actual score and their, you know, the specifics of their assessment and to communicate that to investors in a really compelling way and helping to kind of broker those, those relationships. And I think the context here is that, um, you know, this kind of investor piece is a really, you know, when we're talking about the kind of systems change that we're trying to affect as the B Corporation movement, you know, we're trying to, you know, reinvent the economy so that it works for everyone, then obviously, you know, <laughs> the, the, the capital, um, you know, the money um, is a huge piece of that system. And, mm -hmm. and you know, being more effective in, um, in enabling uh, B Corps to speak really in a really compelling way about their certification to investors is a huge lever that I think we need to pull a little bit harder. And I'm not sure, Peter, I'm not sure, I'd love to hear your mm -hmm. thoughts whether you agree with that. I, I completely agree that uh, with, with, what, with what you're describing, investors are um, kind of given um, insight into a company that takes a lot of important um, areas of their business more seriously um, by and that's demonstrated through that B Corp assessment right because it covers all the different areas you described a company that is achieved 80 points or more is a good bet in the same way that um, companies that uh, score highly on glass doors the the mm -hmm. online platform for employee reviews outperform like the S&P index S&P index um, so from just a pure business sense perspective, investing in B Corps means you're investing in you know, well-run businesses by and large. Mm -hmm. I would add something to this because there's, there's the other side of investment, right? There's the exit for mm -hmm. the founders or the shareholders or the investors. And this is another area that's actually very, um, very personal for me. Um, so as, as a founder, you know, I'm very concerned with what happens to the businesses I start. I'm committed to five-year cycles of entrepreneurship. At this point, I'm you know, board chair of Grant Book, so that means I have time to pursue other entrepreneurial endeavors like Unwrap It. And so then the question is, well, what what happens to Grant Book or what happens to Unwrap It when I am not involved in the day-to-day -day of Unwrap It? And if I understand correctly, the B Corp history, it, it its a genesis was the founders of a company not being pleased with what happened to the company after they sold it, you know, and, and the values and the culture that were lost. Um, and so they set up B Corp as a way of enshrining a, a social impact or certain culture or values in their companies that would outlast the initial shareholder group. Um, and one of the things they've done, and Chris can probably speak to this as well, is they've really prioritized and elevated the value of employee ownership. So if you need 80 points to become a B Corp, you can actually get 40 of them by being 51% employee owned. And you can get 20 points just by having an employee ownership program that's active. And so for the last two years, 
my main focus on Grantbook has actually been setting up an employee ownership program so that I can, you know, start to transition my ownership and do it in a really impactful way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And tell me also, I imagine besides the investing, the, the investors, also you might be more appealing for people who are doing procurement decisions. Yeah, so you have, you know, the B Corp label means a lot. It's not um, uh, a flimsy label, right? It, it, it implies work that's been done to, to, to strengthen your company and align it with a certain impact in the world. Um, so, yeah, you have uh, greater ease in attracting and retaining great talent, as Chris said, attracting investors who are, you know, perhaps more values aligned. And on and attracting customers. Chris, how does that uh, much on the procurement side as well in terms of the large corporates who are looking to be more sustainable? And I'm thinking maybe off the top of my head, the likes of Marks and Spencer's or Unilever. Or yeah, I think so. I mean, I think the you know again, it's you know it's the extent to which you know again the the certification is acting as that shortcut and being a really you know really significant or you know a signifier of um, of businesses who who have you know where the where the due diligence has been done. You mentioned Unilever. I mean, Unilever is a great example. Um, you know, simply the, the sheer number of B Corps that they've actually acquired. <laughs> you know, you know, because again, it's you know they know they're great businesses. They're great businesses in in every sense. The, the other kind of um, you know supplier um, bit here is also public procurement. Um, mm-hmm. You know, where you know uh, the ex- the extent to which um, yeah, you know, governments and local authorities um, can also identify suppliers through their B Corp status, I think is also a really exciting um, area, um, you know, where we're, we're hoping to make some some real progress as well. So, yeah, I think this is a this 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 is really important. And one of the things that we um, have a much, um, you know, we have have much more kind of um, ability to influence at B Lab is facilitating, obviously, um, B Corps doing business with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have we have example after example of you know B Corps who have in in, in fact I was um, we had a social social event on Tuesday we had um, a, a a party essentially a Christmas party for B Corps in London and um, you know I, I on the day after on Wednesday morning I, I had at least a, a couple of emails in my inbox you know one person saying they'd found a new IT supplier. Um, you know, someone else saying that they'd found a new um, kind of office supplies um, supplier. So, you know, those sorts of relationships within the, the B Corp community, we call them ripples, uh, are, 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 again, a really significant benefit, but also just a great way of, um, of, of sort of, you know, ex- expanding our, our impact. And then the final um, piece of the puzzle here is we've got a fantastic example of a B Corp in, in the UK called Ella's Kitchen, which mm-hmm. is a... Um, I know it, yeah. You know, kind of I, do. I do, I do, I do, I do. You can tell that I have kids. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was going to say, so a customer. Um, they, they, they ask all of their suppliers to do the assessment. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, you know, they have a platform that we supply to them, which enables them to sort of, you know, um, give all of their suppliers a link, and they they go into um, assessments and fill them out, and, and Ella's Kitchen are therefore reassured. That, you know the positive impact they're having isn't just restricted to their operations and products but also down the supply chain as well so 
there are ways in which we can really kind of, um, you know, we can take a company that's really committed here and, and one with a supply chain and, and, you know, really kind of amplify the impact that we're having through tools and platforms. Mm-hmm. What does success look like to you guys in the next 10 years uh, besides the growth of new member organizations and new member companies? What's success look like to you and to the B Corp movement globally? Yeah, great question. I mean, I think it's so I think I guess the first thing to say here is that it's, you know, it's such a kind of profoundly kind of exciting moment. You know, I think the you know, to some extent, it's overwhelming um, because, you know, because of, of the challenges we face, you know, the climate emergency is, is um, you know, is, is a profound challenge. Um, as is, you know, some of the kind of, you know, inequality and kind of social unrest that we're seeing. Um, but on the other hand, it, you know, it's exciting because, um, you know, because the business, you know, the business kind of community at large is, is really challenging itself on, on the role that it should be playing in addressing those challenges. So that's the kind of context we're working in. And, I, and so I think it's realistic for us as the B Corp movement to, to actually set this systems change as a goal, you know, to sort of say, yes, when it comes to certifying B Corps, there's a shift here where we can expect to really kind of move into the mainstream where it's, yeah, the number of B Corps we're talking about becomes a, you know, significant kind of significant numbers, which represent big chunks of the economy in terms of, you know, number of employees and revenues, um, but but also, you know, big brands that people recognize you know getting it into kind of the public consciousness yeah um but then i think there's a kind of bigger ambition um which is around the systems change and i think this is where we talk about um you know the different levers we can pull so you know where again you know talking about looking back at investors and that conversation earlier where significant flows of capital are heading to b corps um you know and, and we can kind of prove that um, where we're talk- looking at um, changes in corporate governance or even in legislation, um, which is demanding more from business um, and demanding that business is responsible um, across the, you know, the triple bottom line rather than just the single. So I think, you know, we're, we're, there's no shortage, of, <laughs> there's no shortage of ambition here, but it's it's driven by a kind of a pretty, um, you know, realistic grounding in in the moment. You know, mm-hmm. in which we find ourselves and the opportunities that are ahead, and I think there's so much potential for us to, you know, do do so much good and and really kind of reorient business, you know, and it's it's profound kind of um, potential for problem solving towards these positive outcomes. Right, right. And Peter, as someone who is actually very involved with the B Corp movement, a member getting a company certified, what's your game plan? What um, what's your ambition for for the next ten years and so? I am committed to starting a social purpose company, a B Corp, every five years. I feel like five years is a good a length of time to really be invested, to be, you know, building the company. It's not the, to- the it's not about creating as many companies as possible, but uh, a handful of, you know, truly meaningful and enduring companies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, if we're looking at 10 years, that, translates to, you know, ensuring first and foremost that Grantbook and Unwrap It are, you know, set up to thrive and, and be be enduring companies um, and meaningful places to work. And I think if my math's correct, that would involve also the launching of two additional B Corps in that next 10-year period. What drives you to set up these um, 
because I can see different stakeholders benefiting, right? Your bottom line, your employees' bottom line, the world hopefully mm-hmm. being a little bit better. Are you just a do-gooder? Tell me about your uh, your drivers. Yeah, I think I am entrepreneurial in my nature, um, as I, as you know, many B Corp founders are. Um, but I'm so in it, so in the social purpose world and movement. Like, I actually, I don't understand and can't comprehend a business that's not a B Corp or not social purpose. Um, like, it just like, why would you use your precious time on earth to create something that's not going to leave you know the world better or you know? in some way contribute to, to, to making a difference. Um, I personally am drawn to the fact that a company to exist and thrive needs to have a strong value proposition and sort of solved for that product market fit, um, you know, which I, I think you find just in business, right? Like nonprofits and foundations have tremendous impact in the world. They're doing really, really important things, often out in a non-market environment where mm-hmm. you know there is no product market fit to address whatever the issue is. Same for government. Um, but per, at a personal level, I'm drawn to solving those riddles and coming up with the innovations and ideas that can advance you know some progress in in a sector uh, or an industry. I like starting the new businesses because it introduces me to new industries and new challenges. Um, I, I, I also feel it slows down time to, mm-hmm. you know, be working so hard or learning so much and, uh, you know, as opposed to doing the same thing for long stretches. Um, but ultimately for me, like the reason I'm in this work and the impact I want to see is uh, uh, 100% the systems change. Mm-hmm. Where should somebody go to if they're, if somebody's listening to this and they think their company would be great? Uh, in terms of getting B, B Corp certification, Chris, where do you recommend they go online? What what's what website address would be good to uh, to pay a visit to? Head to the B Corp website. So the um, the global website is bcorporation.net. The mm-hmm. UK website is bcorporation.uk. And there's a whole there's a wealth of information on there. You know, it's it's um, you know you can dive into a lot of depth on sort of the context and um, information on different types of businesses and their certification pathways. Um, what I would suggest for most businesses is that it's pretty straightforward. I would click through to the uh, impact assessment, mm-hmm. which is the tool itself. Um, you know, it's not like a test. Um, that you fill out and send off, <laughs> exactly as Peter was saying, it's much more of a tool okay. that you can create an account and you can just play around with it. You know, you can dive in there, you can create an account, log in, log off, invite team members, just kind of explore the questions and see how see how your business is is faring. And um, and that's the best way of getting started and just seeing what it's all about. And um, Peter, is somebody welcome to uh, reach out to you via LinkedIn or a particular email or website? Yeah, any anyone is welcome to contact and connect with me through LinkedIn. You know, the B Corp network is just an incredible community to be a part of and affiliate with. Um, and I'm happy to speak with anyone about that through you know through my LinkedIn presence. Great, absolutely. Now, before we wrap things up, I always ask our guests for a key takeaway. What's that key takeaway you want our global listeners to uh, to keep in mind after the show? And uh, it can be anything at all. It could be a professional observation, a, a, a managerial tip, whatever it is. Peter, what's that key takeaway you'd like um, you'd like our listeners to uh, keep in mind after the show? Uh, for for myself as an entrepreneur and, and someone who's built teams, um, 
I'm deeply oriented to the employee and the employee experience. Um, and so my key takeaway is if your company is a meaningful place to work for your employees and you're creating you know, opportunities for formative experiences, potentially ownership in your company, you're on the right path. And B Corp and the B Corp assessment will help you create that meaningful environment for your employees. Great. Chris, any words of wisdom, any key takeaway you'd like to share with, uh, with our listeners? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I like I like Peter's one because I think most of mine would be, folk, you know, about people and about, you know, the, the sort of it's easy to get lost talking about business that, at the, you know, at the end of the day, businesses are just collections of people. Um, and, and the, you know, the I would encourage um, I would encourage any business leader to think about, you know, the, the sort of, you know, what motivates people. Um, and I think this comes down to leadership as well. And, you know, I speak to a lot of business leaders as they're trying to do things with their business and do things differently. And the, the, the inspiring business leaders are those that have a real kind of um, a real point of view in terms of what their business is for, um, the, the role it plays in society um, and the way in which the people within that business can all contribute. That's absolutely wonderful. That's great. Look, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with both of you. And uh, before we before we wrap things up, I'd encourage our listeners to subscribe to the podcast and also to provide feedback on the on the bits and pieces of the show that they like, the things they don't like. Just write in liji.org. That's l-i-d-j-i.org. Drop me a note and let me know what you like about the show, what themes you'd like to cover on the show, and spread the word if you like the show. And guys, thank you very much, both of you. It's been an absolute pleasure hosting you today. And I wish you both continued success, both on the social entrepreneurial ventures and also in, uh, in growing B Lab and B Corp, both in the UK and globally. Thank you Great. so much. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Do One Better podcast. If you want to find out more about our show, about our guests, additional links and resources, visit our website at liji.org. That's L-I-D-J-I And don't forget, success at the Do One Better podcast is about inspiring you to be more philanthropic, to think more about sustainability, and to embrace social entrepreneurship. Hopefully, these stories will encourage you to take action and change the world around you for the better. <laughs>